a two-quarterback system is something that I am not a fan of. However, I am a fan of getting meaningful reps for Kyle McCord and Devin Brown in the Week 1 matchup against the Indiana Hoosiers. You are Locked On Buckeyes, your daily podcast on the Ohio State Buckeyes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Buckeye fans? Welcome back to another episode of Locked On Buckeyes. For the Locked On Podcast Network, I'm your host, Jay Stevens, also the host of the Jay Stevens Podcast. It is Tuesday, August the 29th in the year 2023. And this episode is brought to us by our good friends at FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more right now. New customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. During today's episode, we will go over the pros and cons of a potential two-quarterback system for Ohio State early in the season and how the quarterback battle impacts the future for both players involved. But first, think about the thought. We go into a new season, and Ohio State has not announced a new starting quarterback. Now, this is Tuesday. There's a good chance that sometime throughout this week or even Friday evening or Saturday morning, Ryan Day says so-and-so is going to start this game. Not saying they're going to be the starter all season long, but so-and-so is going to start this game. And that's great. No matter if it's Kyle McCord, I've heard people say that. Recently listened to a podcast the other day. Kyle McCord was a guy. Listened to a, a podcast literally the day prior, Devin Brown was a guy. So I don't know if really anybody has a great handle on what is going on inside the Woody as far as if somebody has been internally announced as quarterback, if a quarterback has not been announced, who is the front runner in the competition? I don't know if really anybody has a great idea, but if you play two quarterbacks against Indiana, even though I'm not a big fan of a two QB system, but if you play two against Indiana on week in week one, you're going to get a good feel for what that guy has in store, what that guy has in his bag. The interesting thing about a two quarterback system is as much as I do believe that a quarterback needs to get into a rhythm and a quarterback needs to understand the feel of the game. If you're playing two quarterbacks against Indiana, say you play one guy, one quarter, one guy, the second and third quarter, or one guy, you, or you alternate quarters, wherever you do it, or three series on three series for the next guy, whatever it is, whoever is the starter. And let's say they go drive one, drive two, drive three touchdown. It's going to be very, very hard to dictate, to gauge the other guy that comes in, maybe in the fourth series, because they're probably going to be up to have a maybe a 21 point lead or a 17 point lead or 18 point lead, whatever it might be. And all of a sudden you're like, well, um, we're trying to prolong this QB competition and get these guys some meaningful reps in the season. But the situations aren't the same, even in the same game. And so if you're trying to prolong this to get these guys meaningful reps, which I am a believer in, realize 
it's not going to be the same. The starter is going to have a different situation than the guy that comes in second if a two QB system is what's utilized. But if a two QB system is what's utilized, I hope the offensive coaches in Brian Hartline and Ryan Day and Corey Dennis and Tony Alford, uh, Keaton Bailey, Tony, uh, all of them, all Justin Fry, all, all of them, get all the coaches and realize, look, we're not just coaching to win the game. We're coaching to try to figure out who a starting quarterback is. And so there might be ups, there might be downs, but also situationally, things are going to be a little bit tricky, a little bit abnormal for the guy who comes in second because a lot of Devin Brown, last time he played significant football consistently, he was a starter, but it was in high school. Kyle McCord, he is starter at Ohio State, but the last time he played consistently as a starter, it was in high school. Really, last time I played consistent football in general was in high school. And so them getting foot, getting the run at Ohio State week one, great. Phenomenal opportunity. I am here for it. At the same time, realize that if this is what you're trying to do to decide a, a starting quarterback at the end of this game, it's going to be very, very difficult to do that. I really hope. I, I know this. the two QB system is possibly going to be utilized early in the season, I truly hope that throughout this offseason, excuse me, throughout this week, they announce a starting quarterback, maybe publicly or internally. Really, it don't matter what they say to the media during the presser. It would be nice, but it doesn't matter. And one thing I've also realized, um, this is something that came up, I believe, when Josh Fryer was um, doing the O-line media availability recently. And uh, Josh Fryer ended up looking uh, talking about him being at right tackle. And I forget the reporter. I think I have a good handle what the reporter it is, but I don't want to misspeak and say the wrong name, so I'm not going to try to guess if I'm not 100% sure. But I believe the reporter asked Josh Fryer if he had practiced anywhere other than right tackle recently over the past few days, and Josh Fryer said no. And so when I think about that and I think about when the media is at practice and they say, oh, they only get to see certain things. What they saw we, uh, for the first practice was something, but that's not what's going to happen during the season. And the second practice they saw gave them a better handle on what's going to happen in season. But also you're not really getting a lot of definitive answers about things that are going to happen in season because Ryan Day's trying to keep everything in house and not let a lot of this news get out. So there's a good chance. As people are wondering, could Josh Fryer play right tackle or left tackle? Ultimately, came out. It would be right tackle in the upcoming season, which is what I predicted way back in the spring. There's a good chance internally. They're working with McCord or Brown as QB1. They're probably still going to get the backups, probably still going to get some reps, splitting reps, maybe. Okay. The two, the two fields that they're working on, okay. But I still find some issues with that as well. But the two QB system, it could already be handled in, internally, and we can still find two quarterbacks on the field against Indiana. We can still find two quarterbacks playing uh, against, uh, or one quarterback playing the entire game against Youngstown State, the other against uh, Western Kentucky, and then whoever comes out of this prolonged QB battle is QB one against Notre Dame Fighting Irish. Might I add, if that's what you're trying to do, go into a game against Notre Dame on the road with a guy who really doesn't have much run as a starting quarterback, maybe a game or two games um, as a starting quarterback under his belt. And that's not a really good. That's not really a good formula for success. Now, granted, Notre Dame playing Navy Week Zero in Dublin. Yes, Notre Dame destroyed them. At the same time, 
they have a veteran quarterback, a quarterback in Sam Hartman who might be one of the first quarterbacks taken in the upcoming NFL draft. And so I really, 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 really hope that the two QB system is not setting only the Buckeyes up to figure out who the right guy is to start, but also setting them up for success in the season. Because the first three games don't really give you a phenomenal test on the field. You should blow them out. I've said it before. Your third string quarterback should the Buckeyes should be able to utilize him to beat Indiana, to beat Youngstown State, to beat Western Kentucky. That's an easy statement to make. But with the two QB system, if it, if it happens, great. But getting them meaningful reps, allowing them to get on the field to get hit by somebody that is wearing um, that is not wearing the same color jersey um, or same color scheme. Let's go that way as they are because Indiana does have red and white, but the gray is not in the Hoosiers. Um, the Hoosiers uh, color scheme there. Whatever, make it work. I hope it works. It's benefits for both quarterbacks though. Getting reps that they probably would not get if they were announced the backup prior to the season. There's a good chance you could get a guy getting uh, two guy quarterbacks playing half a game in week one and one guy playing the whole game in week two and the other guy playing the whole game in week three. That's where we are sitting. It's weird that's, what, it's weird that's where we're at here on August 29th, but that's where the cookie has crumbled for Ohio State's quarterback competition. Coming up next, we will discuss other pros and cons of Ohio State's quarterback battle and the potential two-quarterback system. We'll discuss that next on Locked Up Buckeyes. This episode is brought to you by our good friends at BetterHelp. Sometimes in life, we're faced with tough choices, and the path forward isn't always clear. Whether you're dealing with decisions around career, relationships, or anything else, therapy helps you stay connected to what you really want while you navigate life. So you can move forward with confidence and excitement. Trusting yourself to make decisions that align with your values is like anything. The more you practice it, the easier it gets. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Let therapy be your map. With BetterHelp, visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOnCollege today to get 10% off your first month. Once again, visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOnCollege today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash LockedOnCollege. The Ohio State Buckeyes play the Indiana Hoosiers this Saturday at 3.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Catch every snap of the Buckeyes hometown broadcast with the SiriusXM app on the SXM app. Search Buckeyes. A 2QB system. <laughs> I said it earlier. I said I'm not a fan of it. Uh, I got a good whiff of it, a good glimpse of it when I was a youngster um, following the Colts. The Bills and the Colts were in the same um, division, and the Bills had a two-quarterback system. Uh, I believe I know one quarterback was Doug Flute. You forget who the other guy was, and it didn't really make sense. Now, in college, I'd also just watched Swamp Kings, mentioned that a day ago on the show. And at some point, I want to say it was during Tebow's second season in Gainesville, they use a two QB system between Chris Leak and Tim Tebow. Wasn't the plan early in the season. It was just something that happened in the middle of the season. And what did you find? It was a great formula for success for the Florida Gators under Urban Meyer. So there were times that a two QB system is great. 
There are also times, Buckeye fans realize 2015, there are times that a two QB system is not the right formula for success. So when it comes to a team using two quarterbacks, what do you generally find? One of the two has a more dynamic skill set than the other. In regards of Chris Leak and Tim Tebow, and I'll get to JT Barrett and Cardo Jones in a second, but in regards to Tim, Chris Leak and Tim Tebow, middle 2000s, Chris Leak was the better thrower of the football, but was not the more athletic, um, was not the more power runner and his skill set. What Urban Meyer wanted to do with the offense, it was better for Tim Tebow to be the QB than for Chris Leak because short yardage and even sometimes decision making, Chris Leak did not make the best decision. So Urban Meyer implemented a two QB system, Chris Leak there, uh, Tim Tebow in, and it worked to perfection for the Gators in that time. When it comes to Ohio State and the history of the Buckeyes using a two QB system, now this was prior to Ryan Day being the OC quarterback coach, whatever he was originally in 2017. Prior to him joining the uh, the coaching staff, the Buckeyes had an interesting situation because you literally have three quarterbacks on the team that have done great things as a starting quarterback for the Buckeyes. Braxton Miller prior, I believe he was offensive Big Ten player of the uh Big Ten offensive player of the year. Um, I want to say 2012, maybe 2013 season. He ended up no, he played 2013. He played 2013 to get the exact year, but he won a postseason award. You have Braxton Miller, who got hurt in 2014 prior to the start of the season. JT Barrett, the backup, comes in, does a great job of playing the football, and then all of a sudden he gets hurt against Michigan. In comes Cardo Jones. Great. So you have Cardo Jones, three games, three wins, three trophies that he won, brought back to the Woody. That's great. JT Bear did great, great that year in 2014, but got hurt. Braxton Miller missed the entire year, but you got three quarterbacks, really. Braxton Miller says, hey, I'm going to, re- I'm going to receiver. I think the best thing for me right now is to go to receiver, and it was kind of projecting what he might be in the National Football League. Cardell Jones, JT Barrett, the two guys that were the quarterbacks, remember how I mentioned that they have a different skill set? JT Barrett's a more athletic, the more elusive, the more dual threat guy. Cardell Jones has a better um, arm, but at times the decision-making wasn't better than JT Barrett. So you have a guy who makes better decisions, who really JT Barrett also had more experience. So the lack of experience for Cardell Jones really came up and was exposed in 2015, but also... The coaches didn't decide on one guy. So as much as there are pros in Florida, there are cons in the Buckeyes in 2015 and also in the Bills in the late 90s, early 2000s, what do you find? Sometimes the cons outweigh the pros. You can look at numerous situations and look at schools all around the country and all around the NFL. A lot of them have a two QB system. It just doesn't work because situationally, you have to know when to push the right button. You know, we have to know how to uh, make the right call, have to know how to bring the right guy in, take the right guy out in the right moment. It's very, very tricky. So if the Buckeyes want to go with a two QB system this year, are the skill sets of Devin Brown and Kyle McCord that drastic, like they were with Cardo Jones and JT Barrett, to where it may make sense right now? Do you have a guy that is more experienced than the other to where the more experienced guy can lead as far as game playing experience can lead the Buckeyes offense in a way that sometimes you need, need to bring in the backup for a little change of pace. Like we hear, we hear that phrase a lot with running backs, the a change of pace back, a little quick guy, a little, a guy that's a little shifty. Okay. It can change things up. 
or maybe uh, a guy that could be uh, more outside and more elusive. Like, hey, need somebody come in that, that can change the pace of what's going on. Um, That might be what you want. That might be what they want, honestly. But I, I don't know if their skill set is that drastic. Cal, of course, not a statue. And Devin Brown's not Michael Vick. So we're tr- let's just be realistic. Is it beneficial for the Buckeyes to use a two QB system? I don't think so. I, I firmly don't think so at all. And it's not just because of my personal reasons. Do you have a situation like Florida, where one guy is a is diff is a different, a drastically different quarterback than the other? I think there are similarities. Yes, one's a little bit more of a dual threat, but I don't know if Devin Brown is that more is like a four four guy. I, I'm just being for real with you, but. If this is what Ryan Day wants, I keep going back to that because it doesn't matter really what my opinion is. You know, my opinion does matter to a lot of people, and I think my opinion is valid here. What does Ryan Day want? If Day thinks a 2QB system is great, cool. I hope he's weighed the pros and cons of that decision. If he wants to take a page out of Michigan's playbook a year ago, cool. But realize... Are you going to start one guy against Indiana and start the other guy against Youngstown State? That's not even close to being comparable in the matchups that are there. Are you going to play one guy one half, one guy the other half against Indiana, then have one guy start one game against Youngstown State and the other quarterback start against Western Kentucky? Cool. Also, that's not comparable because I think that Youngstown State and Western Kentucky, even though they're lower-level schools, there's a significant drop-off in talent between Youngstown State and Western Kentucky. I see all that to say the Buckeyes have three games to to try to figure this out. If it's not decided in the offseason or if Ryan Day wants to continue to ride this narrative into the regular season, the pros and cons of a two QB system, yes, it can help the Buckeyes this year. It can also hurt them in numerous ways during the 2023 campaign. How does this current QB battle impact the future of the Buckeyes in the battle? And Buckeyes that might be coming to Ohio State? We'll discuss that next on Locked on Buckeyes. This episode is brought to us by our good friends at FanDuel Sportsbook. Get ready for the NFL season with incredible offers from FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Plus, all customers with who bet $5 will get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. Now is the best time to join FanDuel. The app is easy to use and you can be on everything from can bet on everything from spreads to player props and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season with an offer you don't want to miss. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. This episode is also brought to you by our good friends at Billiards Plus. Billiards Plus has the best selection of pool tables, game tables, shuffleboard tables, and more. And the best service in Central Ohio. Billiards Plus also can set you up with a brand new top-of-the-line grill that will last for generations. We all know how hard it is with the supply chain issues this year and getting certain things shipped on time. So when it comes to ordering that one big gift for someone you love... Check out Billiards Plus. They have exactly what you are looking for. Billiards Plus carries the best pool tables from Brunswick, Alhassen, Canada, Billiards, and more. Plus, top-of-the-line grills from PK, Napoleon, Memphis, and LaGriddle, 
that will be the last grill you own. Seriously, these grills stay in the test of time. No matter the season, Billiards Plus has you covered for all your indoor and outdoor entertainment needs. Visit the showroom on Dublin Center Drive in Dublin. Check them out at billiards-plus.com. Billiards Plus, family owned and operated for generations. The Ohio State Buckeyes play the Indiana Hoosiers in their season opener this Saturday at 3.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Catch every play of the Buckeyes hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Search Buckeyes. The Buckeyes are an <laughs> exciting team to watch of what I believe we're going to see this upcoming season. And it's all started with the quarterback, Cal McCourt, Devin Brown. My thought was in the show notes in the rundown on the YouTube graphic, I thought that at some point we would stop doing the Kyle McCord versus Devin Brown thing here, but we can't. We literally cannot do that because we're still wondering who's going to be QB1 for the Buckeyes. And this battle being a prolonged battle and being uh, something that has really been hush-hush, it's not a problem. However, at some point you want, if I'm a quarterback, I want to know, does my quarterback, excuse me, does my coach believe in me? And if he believes in me and if I'm the starter, when is that going to be made public? Is it only an internal belief and publicly? Is there still some things that he is questioning about me? If he is saying that he's looking for someone that has the it factor and you ultimate competitor and all of those things to describe what traits Day is looking at if this quarterback battle is tied well if i know how i have that factor and those factors in my game over the other guy why have i not been named the starting quarterback yet a lot of questions but for the current guys there the current battle being a little bit longer a little bit lengthier it does impact both guys it does maybe impact lincoln he can holds a little it does impact Keen holds too but primarily it it impacts the top two if Kyle McCord's a starting quarterback, he could go to the NFL draft at the end of the season. I would always say McCord stay in school, do two full years as a starting quarterback, and then ultimately go to the NFL. Fields did it. Um, Stroud did it. I was a believer that Haskins should have stayed in school after the 2018 season, but he ended up going to the NFL. And so for these two guys, if it's McCord, how does this battle impact Kyle McCord? He could easily be the starting quarterback while everybody, 4,500 passing yards, 40-plus touchdowns, three INTs, doing all doing all these great things. Oh, going to the NFL. Like, one, not maybe a one-hit wonder, but a wonder that we're going to be talking about for a very long time. If we discuss the Devin Brown angle, Devin Brown of Kyle McCourt ends up winning the starting quarterback job. And if Devin Brown, say McCourt, stays in school another year into the 2024 season, Devin Brown's probably transferring. It's not a negative. He wants to play. And if he's as talented that I think as I think he is, so be it, bro. Go do your thing. Like, I, I used to get upset when guys transferred. I understand it. I try to take a, a, an approach now that I am not 18 to 22 years old. I am not the young man that is playing at at Ohio State. I am not the young man that's in those meeting rooms, in the in that room there. Uh, I don't hear those conversations. So be it. Go do your thing. Wish you the best, all of those things that hopefully display that I am a believer and someone that wants other Buckeyes to play well when at whenever they're playing um, the football in the following season. So McCord could stay in school two years, 
Kyle McCord could go to the NFL draft. Darren Brown's kind of in a wait and see mode, literally like, hey, if I don't win it this year and McCord is uh, gone, I'm staying. Tristan Jebby, the backup quarterback, third-string quarterback, I mean, he's a, I think he's in his grad year. He transferred from Oregon State. Not really much there. Leak at Keelholz, however, if it is, if it is Kyle McCord and he leads it to this year to go to the, to go to the NFL draft and it's Devin Brown, Leak at Keelholz battle next year, I don't really think Keelholz is going to win the quarterback battle going into next season if it's Devin Brown and Leak at Keelholz. Because some he's – I. He's athletic. He can make plays, but a lot of times what he sees in the decision he makes, he can make throw a touchdown, but people are wondering, what is he looking at? How did you get that? Are you reading things properly? And so I don't think it really impacts Ken Holtz a lot because I don't even think he's going to transfer um, at the end of the season if Devin Brown is the for sure quarterback going into next year. But for everybody else? There was a lot of conversation about people that said, why is Ryan Day going after multiple quarterbacks in the same recruiting class? Why is Ryan Day doing X, Y, and Z? Why is it all of a sudden you have a verbal commitment from one guy, but you're going after somebody else? Competition is great. Competition is needed. And with the way that the portal is utilized by athletes right now in college football, it would not shock me if Ryan Day said, hey, I'm going to go out there. I know we got Aaron Nolan, 2024 quarterback, five-star quarterback, recently got that bump. It was on national TV, looking amazing, throwing some amazing passes. Uh, we're going to go out there trying to get a second quarterback in this class. Why? Somebody might transfer. We might have a battle where the guy who we think is going to win said battle might not win said battle. So you go out and get a couple. Remember the year, um, I forget what recruiting year it was, but Jack Miller the third and CJ Stroud were the two quarterbacks going into was the 2020 season 2020 season both guys were fighting to be the backup quarterback at one time Jack Miller was on the field first another time Stroud was on the field first and Stroud had a 50 plus yard touchdown run against Michigan State in a backup role but still nobody it wasn't really publicly made obvious or clear who the backup quarterback was it was kind of their kind of fighting fighting and battling with each other against Clemson 2020 the playoff when Phils went down who came up CJ Stroud came in played one play Phils came back in scored I think that those two guys being there together pushed each other now I think it's clear that Miller the third is not the better quarterback over Stroud I think that's been clear and made um pretty obvious to realize for most people. However, maybe that wasn't always the case while they were in that battle for literally the backup role for Ohio State during that season. So as much as it's one quarterback per class, that's great, cool. You have to always go out and recruit a lot of guys because, one, you're not really sure what's going to happen next. And a guy who you thought may have been committed to you for the foreseeable future, ultimately, he could say, eh, I'm going somewhere else. And the guy you thought was your quarterback in your class goes somewhere else. And you're out of a quarterback in a class when you drastically need one. So the quarterback battle being this deep into the season or offseason or really offseason is kind of over. It impacts current Buckeyes and future Buckeyes as well. Out of here on a Tuesday, guys, can't wait. We're a few short days away. 
from the start of the Buckeye football season. I'll be at the game. My wife will be there with me. If you guys see me out there, don't be shy. Say hi. Come up, talk to me. I'll love to meet listeners of the show and uh, be able to go out there and watch Buckeye football. Obliterate the Hoosiers. Excuse me. Let's obliterate. Humiliate the Hoosiers. That sounds a lot better. Out of here on a Tuesday. You can follow me on Twitter at jsteven07 or x excuse me as well so many excuse me just trying to get things right back in order you can send all of your emails to jstevens317 at gmail.com thank you for listening or watching and making lachlan buckeyes your first listen of every single day for a second listen or watch of the day make sure you check out the locked on sports today podcast it is the place that provides all the news you need to know going on in and around the world of sports in 20 minutes Every single day, Locked On Sports Today and Locked On Buckeyes are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This has been Locked On Buckeyes here on a Tuesday. I'll see you next time.